What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys. It's a wrap. That's it. Loki season one is in the can. And holy shit, did it go out with a bang. Loki just kicked open the front fucking door of phase four. The multiverse is here. Kang is here. And I can't wait to see how deep this rabbit hole fucking goes. I'm absolutely loving this phase in the MCU. And hands down, Loki is my favorite Disney Plus series so far. And that's coming from a big fan of WandaVision. And it's my favorite finale out of the Disney Plus shows. I thought Loki hit on all cylinders across the board from character work, uh, the deconstruction of Loki, the addition of... All the Loki variants, uh, the casting of Owen Wilson, the design of the TVA, uh, the score. Probably my favorite score out of the entire MCU. So absolutely loved this series. Knocked it out of the park. Alright, so let's talk about the finale. This episode is the Loki scorecard finale review. So let's talk about my predictions, what I got wrong, what I got right, and who won between Seth and I. And real quick, a shout out to Videolander Ryan Smith. He usually does all the finale reviews with me. Seth does the uh, the build-up. And then Ryan Smith uh, takes it home with me uh, with the finale reviews. Um, I had to work some crazy hours this week. We have a horror convention coming up on Saturday. So we just couldn't make the time. We just couldn't get our, our schedules to line up until probably middle of next week, which would be too late for this podcast. So I'm just going to do a quickie. Try to keep this under 15 minutes. Uh Try not to go over 20, and so we'll just, yeah, we'll try to keep it tight and do a quickie tonight. But Ryan did send me his tweet-sized thoughts on the show. He said, Loki was a good series that I think had some missteps in its character development, but overall I was highly entertained, appreciate spending more time with Loki and the new world of the TVA, and I'm very excited for season two. Uh, He then added, he got three out of nine predictions correct, but he also missed his wild card, which is a penalty, subtractive point. So Ryan got two predictions correct. Ouch. Better luck next time, Ryan. Okay, let's talk about this guy. All right, I got seven predictions right. And I got my wild card prediction correct. So that puts me at eight. I'm happy with that. I had a good night. You know, and I, I think I've learned. I've, I've been Ralph Bonard in the past. I played by predictions, I think, pretty safe. Uh, however, I do think if there wasn't a season two of Loki, predictions could have been different. They could have been different. So this could have been upside down for me, but I'm happy with my scorecard. Now, Seth had eight predictions, right? But he had no wild cards, so we are tied at eight points. But Seth could have won this because I suggested he put he who remains as a wild card. And if he would have done that, he would have beat me. So we argued a little bit, but he ended up giving me my wild card. So it's a tie. Uh, We'll talk about the wild card here in a minute. Um, I had to work him a little bit. And uh, it was frustrating 
It was about 24 hours of, of bullshit. Um, I had some help from some other video landers um, encouraging me to uh, go for the jugular here. And uh, I think I got my wild card correct too. But we'll see what you guys think. Uh, but a quick recap. Ryan shit the bed and Seth and I tied. All right. And then Seth also sent me a quote. He said, congrats to Brad. His predictions were amazing. He's so sexy and smart. The guy really knows his shit. I'm a better man for his friendship. I am forever grateful for Brad. <sighs> wow. Thanks, Seth. I love you too. All right. Let's talk about the finale. Let's walk through the scorecard and talk about the things I got right, things that I got wrong, and then my thoughts on just this crazy ride of Loki Season 1. Okay, so looking at my scorecard... Question number one was, who is behind the TVA? I got a big X on this one right out the gate. Wrong. All right. I had no idea how to answer this. I said an evil Loki. I said maybe he who remains with an evil Loki. I was close. We got half of that. But overall, I said evil Loki. Now, I didn't want that to happen. But it seemed like something Disney Plus would do. It, it would work thematically. He has to defeat himself to become the better variant. It just seemed like something that Disney Plus would do. I didn't like the idea of Loki being behind the TVA, creating the Minutemen. Just everything that would be involved uh, making the TVA function. It just seems like too much organization for a Loki. So I didn't, I didn't like that, but I figured that's where they would go. Just because it fit thematically. Um... I think Loki would just rule with an iron fist like he was going to probably do with uh, with New York. Um, he wouldn't make timekeeper puppets. He wouldn't turn the TVA into a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. You know, he would just rule with an iron fist. So I got that one wrong. I'm okay with that. Um, I like how it, how it turned out. But I should have said Kang. All the crumbs led to Kang. All the crumbs led to Mephisto and WandaVision, and you know where that got me. I didn't think they would do Kang. For one reason, I didn't think they would do Kang. Because he's showing up in Ant-Man 3. You can't defeat him here in Loki Season 1. You can't blow your load before you get to Ant-Man Quantumania. But you know what? I didn't even think about the possibility that they would use a Kang variant. Fucking brilliant. Well played, Disney. Well played. For real, I loved it. Um, reveal him here, but save the badass evil version of Kang for Ant-Man 3. Fucking brilliant. And then also combining He Who Remains and Kang, I thought was a smart move, so just good stuff. Now, for my wild card, I said Kang would be confirmed. That is pretty open-ended, alright? He never said his name was Kang. So I knew Seth would fight me on it. We had a small disagreement, a gentleman's disagreement. Actually, I think I ended up calling him a, a pussy, uh, but whatever. We're friends still. We ended up talking about it over the phone. We talked it out, but uh, here is what I was going to text him. Okay. I almost sent him this text. Here's my text argument. Seth. Again, I, I told him all of this on the phone, but my text argument is Seth. I said Kang would be confirmed by name 
or silhouette in the prediction episode. Or he would be the big bad or the guy behind the villain of this episode. Or if it ends with a silhouette on a cliffhanger and everyone on the internet says the villain of this episode is Kang. Come on, there's no argument. It's Kang. Kang will be confirmed by name or presence and everyone on the internet will say, oh yeah, that's fucking Kang. They will reference or allude and everyone will agree that it's Kang. I got Jonathan Majors as the big bad, who we know is Kang in Ant-Man 3. Wasn't even expecting that. I also said that Kang would be the guy behind the big bad, which I also got since he's a variant of himself. I said maybe we would get a silhouette. We got a statue. Loki looking at a statue like it's fucking the end of Planet of the Apes. Like, what the fuck? Everything's going to hell. We got a statue of Jonathan Majors in Kang's classic costume design. I actually posted on Instagram, if you color it in, if you color in the statue, that's Kang's costume. I also said at the end that the villain would say something like, you know, oh, wait until the big bad comes, which I also got from a Kang variant. Everybody on the internet would say, yeah, that's fucking Kang. All right. That was my text in a nutshell. I think that is more than enough to earn my prediction point. So it took a little bit, uh, a little bit of an argument. It took a little bit of, of uh, some support from Videoland, but we finally agreed on the tie eight to eight. So suck it, Seth. <laughs> All right. So real quick, I want to say something about Jonathan Majors. Kang himself I could not believe they got him for the finale. I 100% thought that they would save him for Ant-Man Quantumania. I was surprised as shit. I would not have put money on that. However, let me say this real quick. I didn't care for his performance. I think I'm in the minority on that. I think he overplayed it. I think he overreached. Now, stop right there. I've only watched this episode once. But after thinking about it, I'm okay with him overplaying it. Because they probably dumbed him down because the evil variant will be all about that badass Kang business. All right? So it's cool, I think, that they're saving the badass version. All right? They're saving the boss, all right, for the movies. Jonathan Majors has a presence to him. I watched him in Lovecraft Country. Loved him in that series. So, he's got uh, charisma. He's got, uh, there's a force to him. So, I wasn't expecting this weird guy. I wasn't expecting Jonathan Majors to even pop up. But I wasn't expecting this weird guy at the end of time. Like, I thought he was a little Luffy. I don't even know what the fucking word Luffy means. I don't even know if that's a word. But that's the word that's in my head, so we'll use it. But, but I will probably love it after seeing different versions of Kang in the multiverse. And he's a good enough actor that I think that he'll be able to channel multiple versions of Kang. We'll probably get a geeky Kang, we got this weirdo Kang, and we're gonna get the boss Kang. Probably tons of Kangs, all right? So, I'm cool with it. And I was talking to Seth yesterday, and Seth said, you know what, Brad, they could ride this Kang train forever, even he's saying Kang. When he's not arguing with me, he says Kang. 
but they could ride this Kang train forever. At least for a few years, man. You could have Kang variants popping up all over the MCU. Good, bad, nerdy, weird. So I can't wait to see again how deep the rabbit hole really goes. Can't wait. I'm loving this multiverse shit, man. At least, I hope we stay here for at least two to three years. I hope that we don't get to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and then it's done. Um, I hope that this, they stretch it out for a little bit. And I hope this becomes a celebration of of Marvel characters and you bring in the quirky, the weird, you bring back old school uh, people like, man, fuck it, man, bring Lou Fregno back in, bring Ben Affleck's Daredevil, bring the original Fantastic Four in, man. Um, and they don't have to stick around, but it would just be fun to see those characters again. So I can't wait to see what they're going to do. And I'm glad Kang was behind the TVA. I think an evil Loki behind the TVA would have just been shit. Um, so even though I lost this point, I'm glad Kang was behind the TVA. Good stuff. Phase four. Boom. They're killing it. Phase four is full steam ahead. Front doors kicked wide the fuck open. All right. We won't spend a whole lot of time on the rest of these, but let's see. Moving on. Question number two. Is the TVA in the quantum realm? I said this would go unanswered. I got it right. I still think it's in the quantum realm. Time will tell. Um, if someone asked me to put money on it right now, I would say, yes, it's in the quantum realm. I am curious to see if in season two, we find out if the TVA was reset and everyone was brainwashed or if there are variant TVAs, which is a possibility. I, however, only think there's one TVA in the quantum realm and it's just been reset. That's my prediction for the future. We'll see how that We'll see if that comes true or not. But yeah, I said unanswered and I got it. That's fine. We didn't need the big reveal yet. There's plenty of time for that. Maybe we'll even find out the answer to this uh, this question or this prediction in Ant-Man 3. So, got that one right. Question three, is Mobius a Loki variant? There wasn't a Loki reveal. And I don't think there's any evidence he's a Loki. It was fun to talk about. I think all the evidence points to him being from the 90s and he loves jet skis. All right, that's not a Loki. So got that one right. Question number four, will Mobius get the jet ski ride he deserves? Ah, I said yes. Another big X, got this one wrong. But that's cool, man. We didn't need it. There's still another season. Look, we all wanted the jet ski moment and we will 100% get the jet ski moment at some point. 100%. Like, it's it's a pop figure waiting to be made. Probably making it now. So, it will happen. I'm cool with losing that one. Question number five. Will Owen Wilson say, wow? Alright, I said no. I got that point right. But I was split on this one, guys. Again, it will happen at some point. It's his fucking catchphrase. Like, go to YouTube and type in Owen Wilson, wow. You'll be watching it for, I think it's 24 hours straight on, on, on a loop, right? Look, I want him on a jet ski, riding off into the sunset saying, wow. But honestly, save it for um, an epic moment. And that line will play like gangbusters. Maybe the first time he sees all hell breaking loose, like really breaking loose, evil Kang in all of his glory, towering over Owen Wilson. post credit season two, setting up Kang for Ant-Man 3. Wow. Yeah, I can see that. So, I think it's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to be Loki Season 2, if we get a Season 3, 
or um, Ant-Man Quantumania if Mobius shows up there, but wow will happen eventually. All right, question six. Does Renslayer really know who the big bad is? I said no, got it right. But that's another one of those questions that I think that could have bit me in the ass after thinking about this episode after it was over. If they would have showed us a Renslayer variant, right, who was already involved with Kang, therefore knowing who the big bad was and is, that could have happened. And you already know there's probably already a, a Kang and a Renslayer in a different universe. Like, they're probably already a thing. This Renslayer doesn't have to be the one that, that gets with Kang or knows about Kang. This Renslayer doesn't know shit, and she's off looking for answers, so score, got that one right. All right, let's put seven and eight together. Will Renslayer die? Will Lady Loki die? I went out on a limb on this one, just guessed. Um, I almost said Lady Loki would die, but I said neither would kick the bucket. Got that point. And moving on to the last question, will Lady Loki betray Loki or vice versa? I could see some people arguing with me on this one. And Seth, we both got this one correct. I think we just wrote blanket statement betrayal in all caps. And I think that's a good bet because you can always count on a Loki to be what? A Loki. It's hard to reason with a Loki when they have their mind made up. And if you're in their way, if you're an obstacle, you know, you're going to get betrayed. So... I got that one right. We just said betrayal across the board. And then my wild card, which we already talked about, Kang all day long. Got that one. Kang is confirmed. I, there's a lot of evidence there. That is fucking Kang. Now, something I want to add that Seth and I didn't predict, neither one of us predicted that there would be an end credit scene. And I'm glad I didn't because there wasn't one, just a confirmation for season two. But if I'm being honest, I was expecting a stinger. I think in my mind, I was thinking evil Kang, classic Kang, square head, green and purple. That Kang would show up in an end credit scene, kind of like how Thanos showed up in uh, one of the, I think it was after Avengers, Avengers 1, I think, and he turns to the camera. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's our big villain. I was thinking maybe something like that would happen. But I'm glad they didn't. They saved evil, badass Kang for later. And I think that's a good decision. I think that's a wise decision. And I love how this show blowed their load. They blowed their load on Kang. Without blowing their load. You use a variant here. Might even get another variant in season two. If there's a season three, might get another variant. And then we get, I'm sure, we'll probably get classic Evil Kang in Quantumania. We might even get that post credit stinger I was just talking about at the end of Loki Season 2 going in to Quantumania. So, good stuff. Really glad how all of that turned out. So yeah, I'm happy with my scorecard. Got 8 right. I love the finale. It's my favorite finale. Pretty basic finale. All of it took place in the TVA or... In, uh, in the castle at the end of time. I mean, the entire finale was pretty much just a conversation across a desk. <laughs> the entire episode. But I love the world building and them using Loki to open the doors to Phase 4. I think it's awesome. I love what they're doing with Loki. 
And I'm glad that I got it wrong and Kang was behind the TVA because that was the right move. Things are about to get crazy and I can't wait for season two, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Things are gonna get wow. All right, wow, I can't wait. All right, guys, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Did you enjoy the finale? Are you looking forward to season two? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people. Wow. Wow. <laughs>